HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. This piece was brought to you by Roberta's, robertaspizza.com. Welcome, welcome to HR and Happy Hour. It's five o'clock somewhere and somewhere is Bushwick. I'm Kat Johnson, one of your hosts of this show, along with my co-hosts, Katie Mosen-Wadler and Hannah Forden. Hey Kat, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday. We're here. We're doing it again. Another HR and Happy Hour. Another one. It's a beautiful September day. There's a there's a crisp breeze in the air. <laughs> is it? Is it? It's, it's, it's getting crisp. Let's. We're going to plan for that. You... Um, <laughs> You may know from listening to last week's episode that we are a little bit living in the past. This or has you been can recorded. Say right now we're living in the future. At an earlier date. We're just going to, we're not going to lie to you. We, we recorded this early. It's fine. But we have reasons of yes. which we will speak to you soon. But first, just our guests. Minute. Yes. Our guests today are two very spicy individuals. We have Ethan Frisch from Burlap and Barrel. Welcome, Ethan. Hi, and the Y Food Podcast on Heritage Radio Network. Maybe you you've better heard of plug it. that show. Come on. <laughs> we also have Amy Rothstein from Dona Sodas. Yes, Donna. Donna. Donna or Dona, up to interpretation. Donna. How do you, how do you pronounce it? Donna. Donna. It's abstract. Tell us a little bit about the name. Um, it is just a family name. Oh. That's the best way i have to describe it amazing okay well, we're going to talk about all things spice in just a little bit but as katie was alluding to we're recording this in the past because we're not in bushwick today because in real life we are eating all the things at feast portland so um hopefully you're there with us but if you're not you could also be tuning into our live broadcast this weekend at heritageradionetwork.org yeah, I think right now we are on our way to the East versus West dinner um, in Portland. It's going to be great. Wish you were here. Um, but yeah, we're, we have like a really, really amazing lineup of interviews that you don't want to miss um, with some local amazing Portland talent as well as folks who are coming in from out of town. So don't miss it. Awesome. Uh, another announcement I'd like to share, I'd actually I'd like Ethan to share, is some news about his new co-host on Why Food. Yes, uh, Jenny Dorsey, who was my esteemed co-host for most of the last year, uh, has m moved on to new and exciting adventures in L.A. And so I have a, a new co-host, a woman named Valerie Lomas, who is a, a former attorney turned baker and winner of the Great 
American baking show, which uh, for tragic reasons never aired. Uh, so she won this incredible thing, and then nobody found out about it. So uh, we're trying to get the Heritage Radio community to, to find out about it. And um, she fits the, the career changer theme of, of the Wife Food podcast and show perfectly, having been an attorney herself and, and is now a baker and is writing a cookbook. And you can hear the entire tale of woe on Meet and Three on our Hitting a Snag episode. Mm. Uh, but Valerie's also officially, I think we can say, a regular on HR and Happy Hour, right? Yeah, she was here a few weeks ago. Um, just You guys had finished up a show and she did some work at the bar. And then I was like, just come come in the show. She's like, I'm coming. <laughs> I and might she, have slightly kidnapped her into being on the show. Amazing. <laughs> she was She's like, ours now. Yeah. She was like, you guys get wild on your show. I was like, yeah, it's a little bit different than why food. Like, we have very serious conversations. We go a little off the rails. That was like the Scroats episode, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. It was, we we were saying farewell south. to interns, and uh, it just kind of went all over the place. <laughs> As it tends to do. It, it might. It might. You never know. Uh, but we are here to talk about spicy things. But also, really quick, Ethan, Congratulations. congratulations. You're a newlywed. I, You're still I am. officially newly. I am. Yeah, July third. Yeah. Uh, well, we had several weddings, but July third was the the last one. As you should. I mean, why yeah. not? I don't know. We had a Muslim ceremony. We had a Jewish ceremony. Neither one of them was particularly orthodox, but we did them both, <laughs> and here we are. Yay! It's you exciting. did the thing. Yeah, we're excited for you. Thanks. Um, okay, so this is both your first times on our show, so let's cover a little bit of the the bases. So, Ethan, tell us a bit about burlap and barrel what you do, why you do it. So in addition to hosting the Why Food, which is really my, my passion, the 90% of where I spend my, my time and creative energy. Of course. Uh, I have a... <laughs> I'm kidding. I have a... Um, uh, I'm the co-founder of a spice company called Burlap and Barrel. We're a public benefit corporation sourcing all kinds of uh, unique, beautiful spices directly from small farms. Uh, we're now working with farmers in 13 countries. Wow. Uh, Nicaragua, which we're going to get to in a second, and I'm going to uh, next week, um, is the 13th, uh, country number 13. But we set farmers up to export. Um, they get access to a whole new market. Most of them have never exported before. And we get access to spices that other companies can't source. So here we are. And you yourself are a career changer. Can you talk I am that? myself a career changer. Uh, back and forth, I can't seem to make up my mind. I, I was a, a chef and then an aid worker. I worked in Afghanistan and the Middle East for, for several years. And then uh, started a, a spice company, found myself back in food. Um, so we supply a lot of restaurants, and it's been it's been really fun to sort of get back into the food community in New York and, and uh, yeah, get to share the really interesting spices that I've come across in Afghanistan and Egypt and Guatemala and all kinds of interesting places. That's so cool. And I have to just put in a plug for our membership program because uh, if you are a very, very savvy holiday shopper mm. and you are getting all uh, all ready now, or if you just have, you know, something that you want for yourself or a birthday coming up, uh, you should join HRN because one of our membership level gifts is a Chef's Choice um, special spice collection from Burlap and Barrel. Yeah, and, and by Chef's Choice, what we mean is I will personally assemble a set of six of my favorite new, cool, interesting things that we're bringing in um, and uh, send them right to you. Amazing. Can you we're talk about so a couple about of like the more unusual spices that you offer that maybe people wouldn't find in their grocery store yeah. aisles? Uh, one of our, you know, sort of surprisingly, one of our best sellers is uh, something called a black urfa chili. It's a very particular variety of chili. It's the same uh, pepper variety as an Aleppo pepper, which more people have heard of, um, but grown in Turkey around the city of Urfa. 
um, and it goes through a curing process. It's, it's laid out in the sun. Fresh peppers, which are, are bright red, are laid out in the sun under sheets of either plastic or fabric, and, and they sweat, uh, um, and they ferment a little bit. They turn black, and, and they develop this really incredible chocolate, coffee, uh, malty flavor. It's a chili pepper, so there's still some heat, but, but a whole lot of complexity behind it. Um, likewise, we have a, a black lime, a, a fairly similar process, regular old green limes. These are from Guatemala, dried in the sun until they oxidize. They turn black and uh, sort of shrivel up to the texture of a ping pong ball, and then they get ground up into a powder. Um, so it has, you know, it's a, it's a recognizably limey flavor, but uh, a whole other dimension of, of savory roastiness because of that drying process. Uh, we have a couple of new things coming in, a really exceptional, powerful new cinnamon um, from Vietnam, an heirloom variety from a part of Vietnam that doesn't, that used to produce more cinnamon and is, is doesn't really anymore. Um, from really old trees, a variety called Royal Cinnamon, uh, a fermented white pepper from an island in Indonesia that has a very specific fermentation process for their peppercorns. Uh, there's lots of lots of interesting stuff and more detail than we need to get into right now. Your Vietnam photos were, by the way, mm. just like transportive thank you yeah i really, didn't take pictures of really the like cool. 10 hours in the back of a car <laughs> sure, or sure we don't uh, need to see that the the night we spent <laughs> on a on wooden planks on, <laughs> on a pepper farm um, uh-huh, uh-huh. but uh yeah yeah it was it was a good trip. i love to use uh ethan's photos like whenever i can on hr and stuff thanks i love to be able to promote the y food using beautiful pictures of seeds and chilies and everything (laughs) those turn into the why am i sitting at my desk (laughs) yeah exactly um and then amy tell us about how you started donna and why like spice driven sodas are kind of a unique thing right now sure so i started donna five years ago and when we started we were just making giant turmeric concentrates for all the coffee shops you know Mm -hmm. the coffee shops on every single corner of new york city um and when I started, I, I knew it was going to be more than just our concentrates for lattes. And I kind of thought it was going to go in the tea direction. Like, okay, Donna will be a, um, I'll start as Donna Chai and then we'll do ready to drink teas or we'll figure out importing teas. Um, but as I kept on brewing our concentrates, I realized that the spice aspect of my recipes was far more interesting to me. So it was when I was making our turmeric concentrate, which contains, um, which is made with pink peppercorn, um, that I realized how the pink peppercorn spice could stand alone. Um, And I remember tasting it and thinking, okay, this has to be a pink peppercorn lemon spice soda. Um, So I kind of saw it as an opportunity, Um, you know, um, Ethan is importing spices, but he is one of the few. uh, in the industry currently. And so I, um, like that, I saw kind of an opportunity in the market. There aren't many people who are doing, um, enough with spices. Mm -hmm. So I decided I would launch spice sodas. And tell us a little bit about the flavors that you have. And let's definitely get a nice, like can pop action on Mm -hmm. the microphone. Um, so our spice sodas came out in, um, Around last Christmas, which is a terrible time to launch a cold beverage, but, <laughs> but uh, things are always delayed with launches. Um, and we have three flavors. Um, we have a pink peppercorn lemon, a turmeric honey bush with orange and black pepper, and a juniper lime with chamomile and elderflower. Wow. Um, 
Nice. There it is. <laughs> that's, that's so that, satisfying. That's that yeah. cracking sound. Um, and we, so we make everything in-house. Um, we're based in Gowanus in Brooklyn. Um, and that's something that was really important to me from the start. I wanted to be a producer of food. Um, I didn't want to just have the idea and hand it off to a larger manufacturer. So um, that process has been really challenging and really expensive, but really rewarding. Um, and so our latest news is um, that we are um, launching. So so we're transitioning, um, sourcing our turmeric through bur burlap and barrel. Um, and uh, the turmeric will be used in our turmeric soda and our turmeric concentrate. Um, and we're going to continue applying these values to our other spices. So it's it's yeah, really great. It's good. it's a it's a really beautiful, like very sweet kind of carroty turmeric that we're getting from a, a new cooperative that we're just starting to work with in Nicaragua. Um, so I'm I'm headed down there day after tomorrow to to meet them and kind of figure out that that relationship and that sourcing process. So Ian and Amy, how did you two connect uh, I initially? Think, I think I marched into your uh, your little your older <laughs> workshop in the Pfizer building at least a year ago. Yeah. Uh, with with uh, Candace, another mutual friend who has a jam company, Brin's Jams. Um, they use our saffron in her lemon saffron jam, and I think mm -hmm. she took me over to meet you. And uh, I don't know, we we were smaller. You know, the, this is always the the process with uh, building a business is the things that you can can't take on at the moment that they present themselves. Maybe you can take on later on. And so I don't think we were ready to work with you. I don't even know if you were ready to work with us at that point, but we weren't big enough. And as we've grown in the last year, we, we have been able to make this work. So I'm really excited about it. Right. Right. It's, it's, I mean, I think it had to be over a year ago. Um, and our volume was too low and your prices were too high which is the hard part about having perfect a combination. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the challenge for every food producer who wants to, you know, make a difference in the food industry. Um, but it's been really, really cool now that you have, now that Ethan has found new suppliers um, and really expanded. And now that we have gotten our volume to a point where we can afford uh, to source better spices. Mm -hmm. I want to talk a little bit more about the turmeric that you're starting to work with, Ethan. How do you, first of all, find this cooperative yeah. in Nicaragua and approach them to start this process of working with them? Yeah, I mean, this is always the the challenging but also really fun part of of what I get to do is uh, not only finding farmers that you know finding farmers ultimately is not that hard, but finding the right farmer, finding somebody who's growing something really special who's doing it in, in a way that, uh, you know, that they're sort of ready to export, even if they haven't exported before, um, and that they have that inclination, that, that sort of entrepreneurial hustle. We meet a lot of farmers who either are, don't want to do it or just are not really ready or able to, to take on the responsibility of exporting. And obviously, we pay farmers quite a bit more than they'd make selling into the commodity market, but um, some farmers are just not, not interested or, or not able to take it on. So um, those combinations of things are really challenging. Often we meet farmers, uh, you know, all kinds of ways. Sometimes it's through nonprofits who are working with farmers in the country that we're, we're trying to source from. Sometimes it's through a long string of personal connections. This co-op in Nicaragua, actually, randomly I met uh, 
someone at a conference who knew someone who knew someone who was involved with, you know, not a, there's, there's no system, right? There isn't like a, I can't like scroll through a, you know, there's no Facebook page for Spice Farmers One X. Actually, there should be a Facebook page for Spice Farmers One X. Start that group. I'm going to set that up. Anyway, um, there isn't, <laughs> there's not one now. And so it's, it's always kind of a mixed bag of how we, how we connect with farmers and then ultimately make the decision about who we source from. And, um, I mean, even in the conversation that Amy and I have been having over the past several months, we went through several different turmerics. We have a, a turmeric that I really love that we've been getting for a couple of years now from India. Um, we tried, I think we tried turmerics from Vietnam. We tried turmerics from where else? From Tanzania, maybe. Uh, there were th- four or five of them that we went through before we before you picked yeah. the one that you wanted to use. I remember tasting the... Um Vietnamese, the Indian, and the Nicaraguan, just steeped in water. So that's always, it's always sort of an iterative process to, to come to that conclusion, which, which version of that uh, product we want to source, mm-hmm. and then building a relationship. So and that's what I'm going to do, uh, get, to, get to understand a little bit more about the co-op. And, and in particular, this turmeric is really special beyond the flavor, which is great, um, it's uh, curcumin, which is the sort of quote-unquote active ingredient, the thing that is supposed to be healthy in turmeric. Um, this co-op's turmeric is the highest curcumin content I've ever seen anywhere in the world. Uh, I don't know why. They don't seem to know why. <laughs> you know, some combination of the variety that they're growing. And turmeric, the plant itself is native to India. I'm not exactly sure how it wound up in Nicaragua, but it did. Um, so maybe th- whatever the variety that made it to Nicaragua is a particular high, particularly high curcumin variety, something about the soil, something about the way that it's processed after it comes out of the ground. Um, so that's what I'm going to try to figure out a little bit of what, what it, exactly it is that they're doing to get such, such a high curcumin. I count. wonder, would it be anything to do with like the volcanic soil? Y- yes, probably. Cool. I mean, it's probably all of those things, the volcanic mm-hmm. soil, the, the level of rainfall, mm-hmm. um, there's there's a lot there are a lot of different schools of thought about turmeric in particular because it has such a deep history in Ayurveda and Indian traditional medicine and ways that it's processed uh, to accomplish certain goals within the sort of Ayurvedic understanding of the ingredient. Um, so whether it's washed in hot water or cold water after it comes out of the ground is a very contentious question. Ask someone who cares a lot about turmeric uh, whether they prefer hot or cold water wash, and there will be a there will be an answer. Um, so. You know, maybe that has something to do with it. Turmeric roots being peeled or unpeeled. There's a lot of variables, mm-hmm. uh, both in the way that it's grown, the volcanic soil and, and other aspects of that, but also the way that it's handled after it comes out of the ground. Wow. Amy, you mentioned something interesting a, a bit ago about putting pe- pink peppercorns in the turmeric concentrate. I'm wondering if you could talk a bit about kind of tasting the turmeric on its own and comparing them and then why you would maybe add peppercorn or add spices together in building a flavor profile for a concentrate or a soda. Sure. So um, so we have kind of borrowed from the coffee industry. So when coffee roasters, producers, baristas taste coffee, they are always brewing it in water. Um, so every time we get a spice in... Um, or create a new recipe with all these new spices, the first thing we do is steep them individually in water um, and then cup them or taste them so that we can truly know what each spice tastes like on its own. Um, because if we don't, how can we, how can we balance the flavors? How can we build a recipe? Um, so for when I was creating the, the turmeric concentrate recipe, um, we had already, our chai was already out. 
and um, there weren't many, there still aren't many liquid turmeric concentrates for lattes out, most are powdered, um, but the, the ones available had a, um, a flavor profile uh, similar to masala chai, so they used cinnamon, cardamom, ginger, um, and I didn't, I wanted to have two distinct um, concentrates, so I wanted, I didn't want to just mimic our masala chai. Um, so we went kind of in a, a, I guess a more tropical, um, a more uh, bright direction. So our turmeric concentrate is steeped with ginger, lemongrass, allspice, pink peppercorn, and black pepper. Um, and, and, and that is, does that answer your yeah. question? I lost, I forgot already what the question was, but we... <laughs> I was wondering if the pink peppercorns had anything to do with, um, I know, like, traditionally, the the curcumin, is that correct? Yeah. It, it's mm. activated by the... Um, Peppering in black pe- pepper. Right. Is it is it the same in pink? No. Pink peppercorns and black peppercorns are totally different. Okay. Uh, they so look similar and they have the quality. same name, but they're completely different plants. Okay. So that that compound in black pepper that helps activate or helps your body absorb the the increases the bioavailability of the curcumin in the turmeric mm-hmm. um, is uh, yeah that is not in pink peppercorns. Mm-hmm. So that's why we use you also both. add black pepper. We yeah. use both, but that's a good question for Ethan. Is there truth? to that yeah. is black pepper I, I'm, a, I'm a chef I'm not a doctor uh, I'm not a doctor so um, yeah n- uh, I, my, the research that I've done is that yes your body can absorb more but there's only so much your body can absorb and really it seems like the health benefits of turmeric come after repeated consumption over a fairly extended period of time so um, I would recommend drinking one of Donna's turmeric sodas at least once a day for the rest of your life mm. uh, to really feel the benefit. Of, you heard uh, it here first. Thank you, Dr. Fresh. Professional yeah. opinion. Dr. Fresh. <laughs> um, I kind of wanted to ask a, a general question about spices. I feel like we have burlap and barrel, obviously. Um, our friend Meherwan Arani has spice walla. I think that with kind of the rise of, you know, better sourcing and spices and people like you telling us how we should really be organizing um, and how long we should be keeping our spices. People are having a new appreciation of it and thinking about them in a more culinary way, which seems like, duh, they are their food. But where do you think people are going with spices? Are they starting to appreciate them more? Are they starting to be more curious about them? Are they starting to treat their spice cabinet with a little bit more care? Um, yes, is the, sh- I, I think, um, I think we're really, like Amy mentioned, we're really riding the coattails in a lot of ways of the coffee and tea industry that there's been this direct trade model applied, you know, in, in the past coffee was roasted to uniformity, right? Maxwell house or chock full of nuts, right? Like these older brands that would just buy whatever. It was not about origin. It was about uniformity of flavor and that's how they were roasting. Uh, and, and as we've evolved, as the industry has evolved and as consumers have evolved, we have come to appreciate diversity of origin and how a, a Nicaraguan coffee bean is going to taste different from an Ethiopian coffee bean and, and develop certain particular preferences that people can, can really associate themselves with. They know what they like. Um, and so I think we're just kind of beginning that process with spices where, you know, most people don't even realize that spices are plants, right? Like cinnamon is... Yes, wait, 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 wait. Talk more about spices that. Where are do you... plants. No, no, I, I... <laughs> I'm with you. Are plants. Oh, wh- uh, 
Yeah, what do they Where think? Where do people think they Yeah, I think they well, don't. Like, what? I don't, they don't think about I it. I don't think they, they think about it. They just appear on the grocery store shelf, yeah. and then you buy them once, and then they sit for 20 yeah. years. And yeah, you exactly. Uh, and they I think, never go bad. No, they never go bad. Also the assumption. They never go bad. Yeah, right. uh, they're they perfect forever. They just don't think about it. Yeah. Just don't think about it. Like coffee. Like, a lot of people don't know it's a cherry. Yeah. Yeah, and the difference is in size, right? Like, how much coffee does a person drink in a day compared to how much pepper they mm-hmm. consume in a day. But, so we're up against... Yeah, the quantities for <laughs> yeah. sure. But yeah. when you think about, you know, like the iconic American flavors, we're thinking about cinnamon, we're thinking about black pepper. I mean, these are, like the, I don't know, the joke is that Christopher Columbus got lost on his way to find spices. Like that, you I know, mean, it's, yeah. you know, deeply rooted in the American history. Uh, so uh, the glo- Global history. Yeah, global like, history We for all sure. went all around the world to find spices. Yep. Yeah. And and cinnamon, you know, as as a maybe the most iconic single American flavor, mm-hmm. um, doesn't grow in America, has no uh, botanical <laughs> connection here. And people who eat it uh, potentially daily don't know that cinnamon is tree bark and how many species there are and how it's grown or harvested and, and the whole process behind it. So there's a lot of work to be done even before we get to teaching people how to cook with spices, just sort of expanding their understanding of where they come from. Okay, jumping off of that. So obviously for consumers, there's a huge educational portion of why people will buy certain things over other things. And it's so much work upon small producers like both of you to try to communicate that. Um, And so I I was curious to hear both of your takes on how you designed your packaging. Um, Because like we're staring at Donna Soda and it's just absolutely beautiful. The use of color is amazing. And it, it jumps off the shelf in a way that... Um, you know, it, it, it's a little bit fancier than a La Croix would look like, or, or so, <laughs> you know, some of the other sort of like non-alcoholic, slightly fancier beverages. So for both of you, I think Burlap and Barrel does a really beautiful job um, setting your product apart from grocery store spices um, and making it look really elevated and special. So tell me about the, the thought process behind your packaging. Um, my cousin is our graphic designer. So, uh, you know, starting a business is, is expensive. And when you can find a cousin who will work for cheap, you, you do it. And she did a, a spectacular job, uh, but she's done everything. Uh, all of our brand assets, our logo and our, our labels and everything. Um, I mean, what we were trying to convey a little bit, I mean, definitely to set us apart a fair amount of white space, clean labels, literally and figuratively. Um, but then also a little bit of... Uh, uh, sort of a, a textured feel. We have sort of our burlap texture as the background, which she also designed very cleverly. I think most people are not aware, but her, at least her sort of initial uh, creative impulse was that it's burlap, but it also looks like hands, sort of people holding hands, fingers oh, cool. uh, touching each other, um, if you look at it carefully and creatively. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I mean, that was that was a big part of it. And, and highlighting the origin on the front of the jar right under the name of the spice since we are a single origin spice company. And so that's really important. But the, the implication there and, and in displaying that information so clearly is, is that there are a lot of origins that we could choose to source from. And we have chosen for a whole host of reasons to source mm-hmm. from that particular place that, that is listed right on the jar. Uh, so our designer is a, a close friend of mine. I, I have known him since elementary school so like Ethan very fortunate I got the you know the friend rate um and it 
it is really beneficial to have a designer who knows you. Um, it, it cuts down on a lot of like back and forth editing time. Um, so the, ins the only instruction I gave him when he was designing our concentrate packaging um, was just a reminder, I don't like color. <laughs> um, so I wanted, so for the concentrates, the idea was like, okay, we're, we're making a concentrate and um, there's no bullshit in it. It's just spices and sugar um, and tea. Um, and that actually, you know, a lot of things now are made in giant factories with like extracts or flavor kits or, or things I don't even know how you make. Um, so I wanted it to just be clean and pure, like the product. Um, and then because, you know, we know each other so well, we said, okay, we have spice sodas. It is a soda. How do you do a soda without color? Um, he's like, I got you. <laughs> he's like, I know you. I got it. So, so it's really easy now whenever we design something because he just has total freedom. Um, and in the next month, we... Um, we're launching, we're kind of adding on to our brand, adding in illustrations of our ingredients, which I'm really excited about oh, because cool. now with sourcing more through Ethan and Burlap and Barrel, we, we, have a, we finally have a lot more to say. Not just that we make real food, uh, real beverages in-house, but also we, we can talk about where the ingredients come from. So that will be fun. It's exciting. Um, let's take a really quick break. We're going to come back. I have, I think I have one more question for you guys, and then we're going to play a little bit of trivia. We'll be That's right exciting. back. My name is Brandon Hoy co-owner of Roberta's, a super duper awesome place. Roberta's is a very, 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 very proud sponsor of the Heritage Radio Network. We're also super awesome. Thank you, Heritage. Thank you, Roberta's. Whoops, I was busy pouring wine. <laughs> Sorry, we got distracted. Important things happening. I here poured wine and then I stared at it like scared. Uh, well, um, I just wanted to say that uh, during the previous segment of the show, while we were taping, somebody uh, joined HRN with a very, very generous gift and selected the chef selection burlap and wow. burlap. That was quick. It was. It, it was. It totally worked. Amazing. Thank you. We are so grateful to all of our members out there and grateful to you, Ethan, for helping to provide this incredible benefit for them. I'm grateful to be able to assemble a, a kit of uh, all of our spices for this generous donor. Yeah, I was going to give you the, the stuff to go along with uh, a few other donations, but I guess I'll have to wait and make sure this gentleman <laughs> gets it soon. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm excited to find out what you put in that kit because I have some personal favorites. Mm. Burlap and Barrel. Um, my last question that I had for the two of you were if you have like kind of a first amazing spice experience that you that kind of like made you want to pursue this as a career or just like a favorite spice mine is the pink peppercorn story i remember the moment in my kitchen where i was cupping the pink peppercorn by itself um and then other than that my favorite spice i love black pepper um and so uh, I love black pepper, and actually, right now in our office, um, for a, for a product, a new a new product line we're launching in fall, I have a container of 
burlap and barrel fennel mm-hmm. um, that we're going to use. Um, but we keep just like after lunch, we just like pop fennel like candy. Um, because, pop and fennel. Yes, because there's there's this huge difference between um, burlap and barrel fennel and like grocery store fennel, um, and you can taste it. Yeah, the, the fennel that we get comes from a group of organic farms in central Egypt, an area called Fayum, which, I mean, funny story, we, we there's a farm in upstate New York called Norwich Meadows. They have a big booth at the Green Market. They're pretty well known in the food world in New York. Uh, they they connected us with, the couple who owns the, the farm um, connected us with this group of farmers in Egypt, and so... Uh, that's how we met them. Um, it's actually the same group Small of people, world. the same, literally the same people who work on their farm upstate. This group of Egyptian farmers who have their own spice farms back home, and wow. so they work. They work in upstate New York, growing vegetables all summer, um, new, the New York summer, and then right. they spend the rest of the year at home in Egypt growing spices, which we import. Amazing. So, um, my f- uh, spice memory. Mm-hmm. Um, my first job as a cook, I was you know pretty lowly person in the kitchen and the chef wanted to put a vadivan curry quote-unquote curry on the menu vadivan is sort of a i don't know like a frenchy newer i don't know this sort of attempt by the french as they often attempt to do to elevate things that didn't really need elevation (laughs) or were already elevated to begin with um so they created this kind of french-ish curry called a vadivan which is, is very heavy on the shallots and other kind of classically french ingredients but with a lot of um, spices as well and the, the chef told me he wanted to put a vadivan but he didn't really know what was in it or what to do so like give this to the the lowest cook on the totem pole figure this out <laughs> so i went to there there are some spice shops um on first avenue and sixth street uh dual specialty sort of a class a new york institution spice shop and i went in there and uh, had a funny conversation with the the owner and assembled the spices that we were going to need to make a vadivan um and i've never made it since because I think that event doesn't need to be made. But uh, <laughs> anyway, I, I had to do it for... But for tell the, me how you really feel. Yeah. yeah, right? Um, I actually started buying, when I started the company, even before I had launched, I started buying spices from Abdul. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. he would drive up to my apartment in like this beat up van and he's like, here's the box, here's 50 pounds of cinnamon. I love it. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't tell me where I was from, but right. yeah, it's a special, special memory. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I had my ice cream company, we used to get our... our we had a, a chai ice cream, a masala chai ice cream, and we used to get a custom blend done for us that they would make with lots of flowers. I did a very floral yes. lavender and chamomile. And mm. He's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. Would burlap and barrel ever do spice blends? You know, we, we've thought about it a lot, obviously. It's, it's definitely something that's on the agenda for the future, maybe far away long-term future. <laughs> um, we've, we've stayed away from it for, I mean, f- first of all, just for operational reasons. Like we source 50 spices from 13 countries. I have enough on my plate uh, beyond. Uh, <laughs> and you literally blends. switched jars. Oh, my God. A whole, a whole, a whole other debacle, a jar debacle <laughs> that I won't, I won't bore our... Um, That's a lot of relationships to manage. It's though. a lot of relationships to manage, and and then to to then do blends on top of that would really just be too much for the business right now. But then also, you know, we, we really our focus is really on the farm and on the farmer mm-hmm. and and the terroir and the the process that creates something really special. And and to to tell that story, it's it's a clearer line when it's a single spice from a single farm. A blend is going to be you know five to fifty ingredients. Um, <laughs> much more complicated need a lar- story, a longer so. label. Right, right exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. yeah. Um, okay. So it's time. It's time to play trivia. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So uh, Hannah and I have not seen the questions right. 
I have not. So you have. Who are the contestants? All four of you. Oh, thanks for thanks for telling us this was happening. Amy, you are our contestants, but Hannah and I are here as support on your team. We don't know the answer. Are we on this? Are Amy and I on the same team? We're all. It's a team sport. Oh, okay, got it. It's a team sport. It's it's not. We're not competitive here. Okay. It's all about having fun. Okay, so in honor of both of your wonderful spice-driven businesses, our trivia today is inspired by the Spice Girls. Amazing. This is like a wait, wait, don't tell me style, uh, like Precis- trivia thing. Yeah, yeah kind of. Do it like not my job style. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay, first question. Can you name all five Spice Girl nicknames? I cannot. Yes, Between the four of us, we can manage. Okay. Yeah, can wait, I just want Ethan to try. Yeah, Ethan yeah, should Ethan try should if he try. doesn't. Uh, just one. Just one. Sexy Spice? Was that one of them? <laughs> <laughs> That's no. all of them. Oh, Sexy right. Spice. Come on. And um, why can't you give me one Spice Girl? I really... Uh, posh Spice? Yay! Okay, cool. Yeah. Nice. You won trivia. What else? What else? Amazing. Amy? I really... I, you, I, uh-huh. I, I feel like they're in there. Don't you think? He has a look about him like they're You've in there. seen Spice World. I guess it's World. not a bad thing to not know these. It's fine. I, I, it's it's fine. sort of feels like my job. I'm sort of embarrassed. Like, I should well, know. Only, I should have this. There's only one real Spice. Yeah, it there's is There's only one Spice That's true. in there. There's only one that's named an actual Spice. Is there one? Yeah. There's even one that is named after a Spice? Uh-huh. I think I think you're getting it from Indonesia. A white, that's your white hint, pepper I Spice? Think. No, it, it, does, it does relate to her appearance. Vietnam, you're getting oh, ginger, yours. Ginger, ginger yeah. spice. Yeah. Oh, There's two of them. Cool. All right. We've All got right. ginger and posh. Amy's ready. I, I know these. I know <laughs> these. All right, let's get the rest. Baby. Yep. Sporty. Mm-hmm. Scary. Scary. That's all five. All right. Good, good teamwork. Thanks, Amy. A spicy spice. Don't forget. A spicy spice. Okay, If so anybody watches um, Broad, Broad City. City. Broad City. Yeah, a spicy spice. And I think also there should be she's, a sexy spice now. Spoiler alert. Yeah, and, and Ethan has invented sexy spice. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's redundant if you're a spice girl. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I think you got that covered. Check. Okay, so we have five more questions for all five spice girls. All the answers from here on out are food related. This is a multi level trivia yeah. game. Okay, question number one Ginger Spice, aka Jerry Hollowell, has two children. One of them shares a first name with what ice cream company? Hagen does. <laughs> Hagen? No. Uh, ben or Jerry? No. Jenny's. Magnum. No. It's not Jenny's. What else is there? There, it's it's a southern ice cream company. Oh, um, southern. They had a listeria uh, uh, outbreak. I don't. A couple um, years Be- ago. Bell, Bell, Bluebell. That's it. Really? Her child's name is Bluebell. Mm-hmm. That's a bold move. I've toured the Bluebell factory. It's in Alabama. Question number two. Scary Spice, a.k.a. Mel B, was briefly married to Eddie Murphy, who played... Yep, for about a year. Really? Wow. Eddie Murphy played what precocious child character on SNL? This is food related? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you a hint. Do you ever um, watch The Little Rascals? Maybe a very long time ago. No. No. It's, it's, H- it's Hannah, do you want to? People it? think it's a cereal table? grain, but it's, it's not. not. Is it a grain? It's a or is it a veg? It's a legume. It no, that's not Little Rascals. No. Alfalfa? It's Buckwheat. Buckwheat. Who's um, a, 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 a super, super racist character in the original. <laughs> and then Eddie Murphy and then parodied it yeah. on SNL. <laughs> many, many times. It's a 
popular character on SNL. Yeah. Okay, question number three. Baby Spice, also known as Emma Bunton, her mother was a karate instructor, but what dairy-centric job did her dad have? A cheesemonger. No. Salesman. Um, kind of. Cow milker? Um, <laughs> think. Milkman? Yeah. Oh, what? Nicely done, Hannah. Wow. Sorry, he was, was a milkman. A milkman and a karate teacher produced Baby Spice. Now you know. Now we know. Mm-hmm. All right. Next question. Sporty Spice, also known as Mel C, talked to BBC about a, a childhood favorite dish. It's similar to an Irish stew made with lamb or beef, potatoes, carrots, onions, and red cabbage or beetroot. Can you tell me the name of this dish? You threw me off with the beef. Stew <laughs> is all I have. It, it doesn't, it's not, is it, a, does it have like a weird British name? Yeah. Is that what we're going for? I'll give you a hint. It's a stew commonly eaten by sailors throughout Northern Europe, which became popular in seaports such as Liverpool. That maybe doesn't help. Liverpool stew. <laughs> um, Can I, uh, I, I? I feel like we could rattle off all the like, weird British food names. Spotted dick. Yeah, uh, this may be the hardest question. Okay, give us a hint. Like what, what the word it? comes from lobscouse. It's, it's in that word. Is this the thing where it's lob? It's lobscouse. It's not a dinner. Scouse. Scouse. Scouse is correct. Uh, what's what? what's a lobscouse? A st- it's a stew commonly eaten by sailors throughout Northern Europe. <laughs> Just a short tangent. We were talking about how Katie and I grew up not watching TV, and I'm making up for lost time as a grown-up by watching trash. And I've been watching Love Island, which, Whoa. speaking of Liverpool, if you want to get like fully immersed in all of the crazy regional accents in the UK, Love Island is the place to be. There's a woman who's from Liverpool who's like stunningly gorgeous, Playboy bunny. I cannot understand a single word out of her mouth. But she would know what Scouse is. Oh, for sure. It's definitely a Liverpool delicacy. Have you have you eaten Scouse? I have not. Do we, do, do we think it sounds good? I think it's a, it's I think it sounds like delicious. A, like it's a, a, it's a stew. It sounds yeah. very wintry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe yeah. But we that, should have a Scouse, a Scouse party. party. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Let's do it. Okay. Scouse honor. <laughs> that was oh, bad. Man. Okay. Last question about Ethan's favorite Spice Girl. I think we can all agree. Posh Spice. Posh Spice. Yes. Of course. <laughs> of course. Do you know Posh Spice's real name? No. Victoria Beckham. Oh, she's married to what's his name? David Beckham. Yeah, that's cool. correct. Bandit like Beckham. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she revealed on her Instagram that she starts every day by drinking two teaspoons of what? Apple cider vinegar. Correct. Really? Wait. Huge super fan over yeah, here. Yeah, clearly. I, I, <laughs> yes. yeah. Don't try to hide I it. Just, I just I, I follow her Instagram very closely. <laughs> we slide into DMs once in a while. <laughs> What's her um, favorite spice? Posh spice. Uh, <laughs> you should make your only spice spice. Bleh, your first spice, spice blend, blend should be posh spice. Yeah, it, it will be. That's Done. the first Decision place. made. Thanks, yeah. guys. Great. We are here for you. Any other ideas that you need for your company? Whatever. Yes. It needs to be a what blend would, that mixes well with apple cider vinegar. What would what would go into a posh spice blend? I feel Probably like it's got to be black pepper. Turmeric. If she's yeah. drinking apple cider. Mm. Like and like a, yeah, good. something like that like a, makes she's a, a fashion designer, and so like her, it, the colors have to all be cohesive. maybe pink peppercorns. Maybe that's like posh enough. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah Turmeric is anti. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. I don't understand what in- inflammation is, but everybody's anti. <laughs> Me either, but it's a thing. Yeah. <laughs> we're against it. Yes, we're it's against it. It's a thing we should I think care about. I don't know. <laughs> Help. <laughs> Okay, we'll right. workshop that uh, coming 2020. <laughs> Pink Spice from Posh Berlin Barrel. 
Posh Spice. Yeah. We might get sued. It's fine. It's we got this. Yeah. All right. Heritage will cover my legal bills. Uh, no problem. Awesome. Yeah. TBD. <laughs> yeah. We'll get back to you on that. Cool. Well, guys. But we're here for you. You, Thanks. no Thanks, matter Katie. what. One Spice Girl trivia. Yes. Woo! <laughs> Congratulations. And a zig is it? Ah. Good. Okay. That was it. Cute. That was it. Uh, that's all I have. Thanks for listening to our show. Thanks to Ethan. Thanks to Amy for talking about all the things spices. Thanks to our engineer, Amanda. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Katie. Thank you, Kat. I hope that you're having fun in Portland right now. We are having so much fun. Woo, this party's really getting started. Oh, wait, no, it's earlier. Uh, Are we on the plane still? We're hungry. We're, like, checking in to the hotel, thinking about how hungry we are before we go eat all these insanely amazing things. And uh, we hope to see you in the virtual future of our webcast on Heritage Radio Network. It will be starting Saturday at 3 p.m. Eastern, if you're still back home in New York, and Sunday at 4. So please tune in. Bye. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.